chase. And Greg Murphy, listen to the crowd roar. The Holden supporters love it. He has released the shackles on car 51, and he is going straight to pole position for the Bob Jane Team Arts 1000. Murphy, a blistering lap. Holy smokes! That's record breaker. That is insane. Absolutely bloody fantastic. Absolutely fantastic lap, mate. Uncharted territory for anybody on the mountain. Nobody's ever gone under the sevens. <laughs> Take a bow, Greg Murphy. That was something very special in the history of Bathurst. Wow. 20 years ago, folks, two decades since uh, the most iconic, iconic two-minute, six-second pieces of Kiwi sporting folklore. And since that day, it seems like we haven't gotten any worse at driving cars very fast. Murph uh, was, uh, of course, responsible for that piece of genius. Nowadays, uh, while still driving fast himself, he gets to revel in the success of his colleagues. Uh, Liam Lawson, just the latest to have our uh, jaws on the floor with his ability at the absolute pinnacle, just the six Kiwi to snare points in Formula One. Murth uh, is uh, always uh, available to us on a Tuesday morning. How's that for a bit of nostalgia, Greg Murphy? Oh, incredible, isn't it? Um, yeah, some great statistics uh, out of out of Singapore with Liam doing what he's done, um, grabbing some points and only his uh, third start. And really, I don't know if we can even count the first one at Zanvoort of uh, only a few weeks ago, uh, considering the, the, the situation that um, found him debuting an F1, but uh, he has just cemented himself um, very nicely and is uh, uh, giving giving Red Bull um, really no reason and uh, to, to not you know put him into a seat full time. It's just a, it's just a staggering performance, and uh, you know he's just meant to be there, and he's and he's already obviously looking at the things that. He can do better and, and um, you know, noting that his starts aren't where they need to be and he's already getting frustrated by by some of those things not working out and that's just the uh, the calibre of the young man and, and what he's what he's set to achieve in the future. So uh, it was just, just a, a very monumentous occasion for, for New Zealand sport and certainly motorsport um, on the weekend. So what's your gut feeling here, Murph? Um, is, is, uh, you know how this works. Is it likely on what, they've, what he's shown them that he will get a gig next year or will he have to cool his heels again? I mean, uh, are they committed to Ricardo? I reckon he is causing probably um, a fair amount of bloody grief within the decision-making. Um, you know, top chiefs at, at, at Red Bull and at AlphaTauri, um, I don't know if, if they, I don't think they thought he was probably ready, but clearly he, he very much is. Um, and I've got my theories around this whole Ricardo story. I, I, I genuinely believe that it's actually just, it's been more about creating a story, um, probably uh, for Netflix, really. Um, I, I just find it difficult to fathom the, the focus on, on a guy that's, um, you know, been through what he has over the last couple of seasons, and and the talk around putting him back into the the main game and replacing Perez in twenty five and all these things, I just feel that it's it's been a, just a bit of a fabricated storyline, um, to be honest, because uh, I just don't think with the young talent that's there, that's that's what you should be doing. So, 
you know, there's maybe commercial sides of things and bits and pieces that, that they're taking into consideration and the popularity of Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, he's an incredibly popular guy and for good reason. But um, as far as pure performance goes, well, you know, they've, they've got options like Liam Lawson, which are, are clearly their future. Um, so I, I, I would say now it's also made their, their, their decision-making a little bit a little bit more difficult considering how good he is going out the box. And, and it would just be a, a travesty if... if um, he wasn't confirmed uh, for, for full-time um, very soon. I, I, I think it's going to be very difficult for them to actually take him out of the car. Um, and, and if they are planning to put him full-time, then it would be the wrong thing to do to remove him from the car for the rest of the season. So he's definitely in for this weekend at Suzuka. Um, and Daniel might not be even ready after that anyway. But mm. it, it seems ridiculous to, to take the guy out of the car and then, and then announce that he's full-time in, in 24. But, you know, the politics and the way things work and, and you know, the, there's so many factors that come into it in, in this decision-making uh, for an for a, uh, organisation like, um, like Red Bull. Um, and, you know, what, what seems obvious to us, I'm sure, is uh, there's, there's a few more factors that need to be taken into account. But at the end of the day, the way the commentators are talking about him um, on, the, on the commentary and, uh, you know, all the other experts that are, uh, are looking at him, it, it, it's just all positive. So, you know, I, I'm 99.9% certain, just from my opinion, that, um, that he will be driving next year. Uh- we got a text in yesterday, Murph, uh, which you were, you were probably aware of these stats, but uh, we weren't. Uh, the driver's rankings on driver database. This is for all motor racing drivers around the world in all the classes. Yep. Uh, Shane, yep. Shane Van Gisbergen is sixth. Scott Dixon, 12th. Mitchell Evans, 18th. Scott McLaughlin, 21st. Uh, Liam Lawson has now gone up to 97. Uh, we've got, in terms of a country, we're, uh, we're the best. The next three rep- best representation is three each for the UK and the USA. What does that say about where we're at at the moment? Mate, just just absolutely smashing it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not fully certain on how those numbers are determined. Um, there's there's be a lot of factors that come into it, but um, obviously Liam Lawson um, is clearly going to be shifting up that list very, very quickly. Uh, you know, he's, I think already he's probably deserves to be a lot further up. So having having Kiwis like that rated so highly within within the top 100 is, is you know, it just speaks volumes for um, our little country and, and, and obviously the, the talent that we produce. Now, you know, we will get asked again, why is this? And well, I, I, I certainly don't have that answer. Um, it just seems that we've we've got something going on down here in this world that generates very good, strong competition, and this and clearly um, there's a innate sort of skill set that that seems to be um, you know floating around in the drinking water or something. I'm not sure, but it's uh, it, it's something to be very proud of. Right, Murph, uh, we played that um, audio of uh, your magnificent feedback 20 years ago. 20 years ago, uh, a fellow by the name of Brock Feeney was born <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to make you feel I don't want to make you feel old here I, 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 I don't want you to feel as if you're a dinosaur or anything but this kid uh, absolutely smoked it at the weekend uh, winning the Sandown 500 endurance of course uh, part of uh, Camaro who dominated that Red Bull Camaro dominated the event 
Uh, your, your good friend Richie Stanaway, third with uh, SVG. And Brody Kostecki, who is leading uh, at this stage the standings, just 25 years of age himself. So uh, the future of the sport as such, uh, down here anyway, is pretty safe. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, announcements uh, um, that we've covered, Ryan Wood, you know, um, not quite 20 mm. yet. Um, you're you're full-time next year in, in there. Um, Matt Payne, what's Matt? He's only 20 or 21, I think, as well, uh, who drove sublimely as well uh, on the weekend at Sandown. Um, just young young talent that's coming through. And, and also teams uh, recognising, you know, they need to be planning for the future a bit more now. There's more more teams that are really thinking about their futures and bringing in the skill sets of the young guys and to be able to build them and and train them and and um, you know give them the tools to um, to you know highlight their skill sets and 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 so it's a, it's an exciting time in that respect. You know, there's there's a lot of them coming through. But young Brock, you know, uh, Roland Bain, you know, it, it was a big fan um, there a few years ago and and has uh, pushed hard to get him into the main game and. He's now proving his worth and proving that that was a good choice. Um, you know, he drove on the weekends, you know, like he was a 10, 15-year veteran in the, in the class, not not only, you know, not just been around for the last year and a bit. So uh, to deal with the pressure of, of a Brody Kostecki, who, who actually almost sound, you know, he's still young and he hasn't been around that long, but he, he, we've seen him. Um, do some wonderful things in race cars for a few years now, so it's, it's like he has been around longer than what he actually has. Um, you know, but the pressure that he put on Brock and the way he didn't flinch was superb. And that was set up by, you know, the goat Jamie Wincup. You know, he got in that car at the start of the of the day and and put that uh, Red Bull Ample Racing car uh, Camaro at the front. And uh, then even through the pit cycles and the safety cars, he dropped back, but then he put it back to the front, and that was key for the success of that, that organisation because if if when Brody got in that Coca-Cola Erebus car, if he had been in the front, he wouldn't have been passed. He would have won the race. So the the job that Jamie Wincup did to, you know, sort of um, uh, put the co-driver side of things in order by putting himself at the front um, was was an integral part of that win for, for those two guys on, on Sunday. So, you know, it was very well executed and uh, by both drivers and, and obviously by the team. But uh, you can see the disappointment on Brody Kostecki's face um, finishing second because uh, he, he knew that that uh, at the beginning of that, that race that he was a, he was a good shot at, at winning it. And it's just the way the circumstances played out. And as I say, that just that, that Jamie Wincup factor um, really sort of set the tone. Well, it's a, it's a fortnight, really, until uh, Bathurst, yep. uh, the Bathurst week. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, officially 5th to the 8th. Uh, but, of course, the week itself begins, well, it began, it began uh, yesterday, a fortnight yesterday. So, yep. uh, Murph, in, in terms of uh, what, what have you got lined up personally for that? And um, what about um, the drivers? How soon do they get there? How, do, how soon do they get involved? I mean, when is the track released to them as such? Yeah, pretty much on the Thursday, Smithy, everyone will be there from the Tuesday. Teams will be there, probably trucks will arrive on the Monday and, and start the, the process of uh, setting up. And, you know, it, it's and that's the way it should be too. It's the biggest biggest week on our calendar for, for supercars. Obviously, Bathurst is, is the, um, you know, the the event that, that, you know, has put us put us where we are on the um, on the calendar, but also as a, as a 
as a category, it's it's the big one. It's our grand final, as as it gets uh, quite often. So, you know, it's it's a it's a big long week of celebration of supercars and and for the biggest race. So, uh, I head over on the Tuesday the third, and 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 we'll be um, sort of supporting the TV side of things again this year. Um, and uh, you know, watching very closely and supporting all the the Kiwi boys that are in there. So, I mean, it, it it's a little bit of a form guide on the weekend, Smithy, with with what happened and the results. Um, Red Bull Ampol Racing looking really good and obviously Coca-Cola uh, by Airbus looking really strong but there's going to be other cars that, that come out uh, fighting and swinging right from the beginning as well and, and of course it's all new these Gen 3 cars running at Bathurst for the first time there's a lot of conversation and talk about the, the, the difference in the aerodynamic performance and what that's going to mean uh, basically across the top of the mountain the cars will be moving around a lot more last year the stability when I drove in, uh, with Richie Stanaway in the wild card, I could not believe how solid and planted those cars were across the mountain. Um, the development uh, and that has happened over the since I drove one there last in 2014 was was staggering. But now we start again, start absolutely dead set fresh. So there's there's a lot to to unwrap uh, when we get up there when the cars get on the circuit. And there's going to be a lot of comments and feedback and, and changes and and for me that's that's really exciting having a brand new car up there and, and challenging these drivers. So um, yeah, it's a it's a big next couple of weeks in preparation for all the teams. There's still a lot of soul searching for a lot of them. There was performances on the weekend that were were surprisingly lacklustre um, from mm-hmm. very very strong combinations. Um, so they've got uh, a huge amount of work to get through in preparation for. Uh, for the Bathurst 1000, so uh, yeah, I um, uh, can't wait for it. You know, I mean, there's a saying in in, um, in sport, I guess, uh, and horse racing in particular, uh, horses for courses. Is, is this a, the kind of event that um, just draws out, uh, even from a driving perspective, not so much a car perspective, for a driving perspective, something different uh, because of its history in certain drivers? I think so. Uh, well, it always did for me, um, and I think mm-hmm. it does for a lot of them. Um, you know, you know, you probably you think about Craig Lowndes still uh, involved, and he's, in, he's there again in a wild card this year with Zane Goddard. And you know, I, I know how much it means to him, how special it is just to be able to go back there again and, and add another one. And, and and you know, he'll be so laser focused on on trying to perform again because of, of what it means. There's a lot of other guys that haven't won this race that that are just so desperate. You know, think of Cam Waters, um, you know, and James Moffat, what it would mean for Moff. Um, you know, there's, there's so many stories behind it uh, and, and relationships and, and things. So, and these guys that have been going there a very long time and, and have come close, but no cigar. And, and it, it's just a, a situation that that's in a place that has so so many meaning for so many. So 100% people turn up there and, and you know, maybe prepare different, Mentally, they're in a different space, and, and the focus levels as well. Um, whereas a lot of the other events are just events, but this this one um, has so much more to offer, and, and it means if you've got your name on that Peter Brock Trophy, um, you know it puts you into a certain league. What's next uh, domestically uh, on New Zealand shores in terms of uh, motor racing, Murph? Uh, well, we're, we're starting to to um, come together already, you know, for the for the coming season. This weekend is actually the second round of the South Island Endurance Series, which is at, down at uh, Teratonga and Invercargill. Um, so a bunch of cars are going to be down there for that running around. We had uh, two weeks ago uh, the first round, or not, not two weeks ago yet, but at Rapuna, so the second round of that is down there. So there'll be a lot of 
uh, sports cars and, and stuff down there um, this weekend, Friday, Saturday at Teratonga. Um, and, then, and then we're starting to get, you know, things are starting to roll into action and getting preparation for um, also the Highlands Six Hour, which is in the beginning of November. That's going to be a big one. We've got cars coming over from Australia for that. So that's a sports car, GD3 um, event. So that's a big one. The first time we've ever had a, a six hour in, in, you know, in New Zealand. Um, that's down at Highland. So that, that's a huge undertaking to put that together. Um, and then things start kicking off and getting ready for our um, Super Sprint series uh, in November, later, uh, a couple of weeks after that. So um, there's plenty going on in, in New Zealand motorsports just starting to ramp up. Okay, Murph, uh, we get the feel, we get the Bathurst feel. You've kicked it off for us this yep. morning, so that's fantastic. Uh, it's uh, great to have you on, as, and we'll catch up uh, next Tuesday morning. It'll be fantastic. Cheers, Murph. Thanks for filling us in. Well, Suzuka this weekend, Liam Lawson again, mate. So um, I'm sure the ratings uh, on Sky for watching Formula 1 are going through the roof at the moment, which is sensational. So we've got uh, yeah, plenty of stuff um, lined up over the next few weeks to look forward to in motor racing. Okay, cool. Well, we'll catch up next Tuesday. Thank you. Cheers, bye.